Salutations all. Welcome to the Red Lipstick Podcast. It's your women's empowerment broker and mental health advocate, Crystal, coming at you as proud CEO and founder of the comprehensive ladies lifestyle brand, Red Lipstick Inc. I am passionate about bridging the gap between surviving and thriving holistically and helping us live better, more fulfilling lives on all fronts. All right, y'all. So let's jump right into this topic. This is something that has been on my heart to discuss, especially in light of the pretty much back-to-back suicides we had in the past month or so of two highly notable figures, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, who on the outside appeared to have it all. Their lives looked like they were living the dream. They had the wealth. They had fame they had appeared to be living lives you know that were following their passions lives that we all aspire to and in spite of that they still committed suicide and I wanted to get this conversation started because this form of depression um, high-functioning depression is so insidious and is so hard to detect because of how it manifests itself. But it's very important to discuss this given the very dire consequences that often result from this condition. Okay, so what exactly is high-functioning depression? High-functioning depression, also known as dysthymia, which means low-grade depression, is a chronic condition where you pretty much exist in the gray area, right? There's not too many extreme highs, and there's not too many sunken lows, You exist somewhere in the middle. You wake up each day. You go through your daily routine. You go through the motions of life. And you're on autopilot. You don't really feel. Or what you do feel. You try to bury it deep within. And not really feel it. You might get some pleasure out of life. You might have your moments of genuine joy. But for the most part, your day-to-day is just robotic. You just are here and that's that. High-functioning depression is usually brought on by a combination of external factors and biological triggers. So what you, so you often have a event that serves as a catalyst combined with your genetic predisposition to certain conditions 
And those things mixed together create the perfect recipe to bring on dysthymia. It affects women at a rate that's about twice as much as men. And individuals who are living with it tend to be your high achievers. They tend to be very sociable, extremely well-loved, and they get labeled as strong and impervious when internally they could be dying inside. Two other noteworthy examples of this are Phyllis Hyman and Robin Williams. Both of these people were extremely talented and brought a lot of joy and happiness to other people through their creativity. They often appeared, you know, happy to the outside world and we just couldn't fathom, especially I know with Robin Williams, how someone who seemed to be the embodiment of the perfect life could feel so disenchanted with their own that they were motivated to take their own life. And that's what makes this so dangerous. And that is why it is important to have this conversation so we can begin to recognize how this condition manifests itself and what we can do to help those we feel might be suffering from the condition or to help ourselves. So now that we have a general idea of what dysthymia or high functioning depression is, let's discuss some of the signs to look out for that you yourself or someone you know might be living with this condition. So someone who suffers from chronic low-grade depression tends to be a perfectionist. They tend to be very highly self-critical. They're always, you know, in spite of what they achieve, they always find a way to pick themselves apart. They often are overachievers. They often take on heavy workloads and tend to be busybodies, like they're always doing something, which unfortunately often equates to adding on more stress. They tend to be very irritable and moody, especially women who are living with this condition. And this can escalate to intense anger quite quickly um, when it comes to how this manifests in men. People living with this condition also tend to be really obsessive and riddled with anxiety and have these episodes of panic over like the smallest things. In general, they tend to be very exhausted. Um, they suffer from fatigue and their sleep patterns are often very out of whack, often suffering from insomnia. Insomnia is definitely a very common manifestation of high-functioning depression. They also have lack of joy. 
you know, they're just going through the motions of daily life. Even when everything in their life appears to be peachy from an outside point of view, it's like they're a robot. It's like, you know, you're on autopilot and you're just going through the motions. There's no real feeling involved in what you're doing. It's kind of like being... It's kind of like you're doing things, but you're not really like inside your body. You're not really present in the moment. Abuse of substances also can be a manifestation of this condition. Alcohol and prescription drugs especially tend to be favored by those living with dysthymia. So you have that friend who tends to need to drink often to cope with stress or they're always popping pills to help with, you know, anxiety or trying to stabilize their mood. Um, And again, not prescribe drugs from like a psychiatrist, but, you know, like painkillers or muscle relaxers, those those types of things. Um, It can venture into the territory of abuse. Um, when you're using it as a coping mechanism to numb yourself from feelings. Often, people who live with this condition experience mental fog and detachment. So you can say something to this person and, you know, a moment later, they're like, what? <laughs> it's like they didn't hear anything that you just said. Um, and they kind of tend to be disjointed, like they're all over the place mentally. Um, and are not really like with it. Also, weight loss can be something that comes about from this condition because you're so stressed, your eating patterns are out of whack. Um, and so they're losing weight unintentionally due to stress. So now that we've discussed what high-functioning depression and dysthymia is, let's talk about ways to help people that we feel could possibly be living with this condition. One key thing is to check on that strong friend. You know, the one with the type A personality, the one who always appears to be unbothered and cool as a fan, when in actuality, this person can really be suffering inside. These tend to be your silent seethers. Outwardly, they smile and they look like they have it all together, but internally, they could be falling apart. People living with high-functioning depression tend to be the ones you hear about in the news who commit suicide in comparison to like your major depressives. So the best thing you can do is to ask questions. Simply asking them how they're doing, showing that you care about their well-being. And when they are ready to talk, be that listening ear and refrain from casting your judgment onto their situation. Because sometimes these people could come off as irrational or appear overly dramatic when in actuality they are starting to outwardly display what's been festering and bubbling up inside and they don't know how to effectively deal with it. So 
it starts to manifest itself as irritability and, you know, being easily agitated and on edge. Let them know that you are proud of them and what they have achieved, but you see them apart from what they do and appreciate them for who they are. You love them as a human being, and that is just so important because this population has a tendency to identify themselves according to their accomplishments and achievements. So when somebody who loves and supports them comes in and sees their humanity, it can freshen their perspective on life. If you yourself are suffering, please seek help. Unfortunately, those of us who have had our belts with high-functioning depression, we tend to wait till shit hits the fan before we actually seek out therapy. And that can be quite catastrophic. Nowadays, there are just so many avenues to pursue to get the help you need, whether it's going in office in a brick-and-mortar building to get therapy, joining a support group, And nowadays, they have it with our smartphones. You can do text therapy. You can do video chatting. Just so many different options that are available now. And a lot more affordable. I remember back when I first started going to therapy. It was like $125 per hour for a session. Your average person can't afford that. That can get expensive quite quickly. So knowing now that there are so many different avenues to pursue out there for those who seek help if they need it, it just makes me happy. So yes, do not feel like you have to suffer alone. You're not in this alone. There are people out there for you who are ready and willing to help you. All right, y'all, that is a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for rocking with us today. I hope that you yourself are able to gain something from this episode, or at the very least, today's message is something that could benefit a loved one or a friend in your life who needs the message. Follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Red Lipstick Inc. R-E-D-L-I-P-S-T-I-Q-I-N-C. And also check out our website at iheartredlipstick.com. Until next time, take care and be blessed.